Say it, Ma. That is the greatest tragedy, that if I don't love myself first, how could anyone else love me? It would be tragic. Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast, and this is your boy Rodney Perry King himself. And you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans Simply Being Humans. And today is a great one, y'all. I'm glad, I'm glad uh, y'all back here with me, tuning in, giving me your ears and your minds and your attention for another week, for another little piece of time. And uh, as I said to um, my one of my followers and uh, devoted listeners who've been listening to the show for a very long time, who I think is actually really either related to or good friends with uh, Boss Stance on Instagram. Her name is it's London Bridges. Um, she has shouted me out, talking about the uh, most previous episode, how it, you know it touched her, and she felt like it was really good. And if you haven't listened to my men episode, which was my 444 themed episode, definitely check it out. Got a lot of great you know responses back to that. Um, but I told her that it's something special happening next week, and I plan on delivering. And you know what? I think I already have by bringing back. Someone who y'all definitely have been listening to. I still, I can show you the stats. That probably the last person who listened to it was probably like a week or two ago on on this episode that she was on. Y'all, ladies and gentlemen, if you've been listening to the Simply King podcast, you know her. And she did had a great episode then. It's going to be an even better one now. She is V. A poet, a writer, a just life learner and just beautiful person. And one of the best parts, my friend. And she actually featured on my Claim Your Baggage episode. And if you haven't heard that one, definitely go listen to that one too. She was dropping nothing but gems and like it was a jewelry store. So you might want to go and get your ice. I'm just saying. So, how you doing, V? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. It's so good to be back. It's amazing. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one. So, if you can't, you know, already tell by the title, you know, this is gonna be something that might, you know, get you get you stirred up. So I hope you're sitting down while you're listening to this. You know, hope you're on a good long break so you don't have to break this up into pieces because it's it's probably the best digested all in one sitting. All right, that's how I'm a that's how I'm gonna make it be at least. But um, so let's dive right into this. Let's dive right into this. So, one thing that, you know, the reason why you came to mind is because I know that you're a person that is very aware of, of, of self and kind of consciously doing certain things. And I think that's something that I, I share as well. I feel like it took me, you know, a, you know, not too long in my life to finally become aware of me and then love me and then start to practice that love of me. And for the majority of that time, it was really, really easy, i say. And then it started to get a little bit more difficult once you kind of start getting serious and starting to share that love with other people. Because it's real easy. To, I think it's real easy to love yourself and to keep it contained and keep it to you. But when you start to have to share that love, it's a more, you know, more complex thing to do more complex action so let's first jump in and talk about 
loving in your 20-somethings. There's been so much to say about when you're in your 20s. You hear old heads say, y'all need to be living, fucking, dipping and dabbing, stipping and moving, <laughs> sowing the seeds, hoeing, being savage, as they say these days. And then you have others who may be a little more like, y'all don't need to be worried about each other. Y'all just need to just keep it simple. Just have friends. Don't do nothing serious. That's how you have kids. <laughs> Worry about your career. Get all that later. Get the money, get the house, get all your own stuff, then worry about somebody else. Now, I always think of it as these older people are saying this when they got about, you know, 10, 11 kids. And, <laughs> and for damn sure still working on what they want to get to in life because why? Ain't no, ain't no time limit on when you're going to fall in love or when you're going to want love. So it's BS to me. And I think they know that and they want us to not be them. But I think it's a part of the human experience. But tell me tell me what you think about, first, how it is loving in your 20-somethings. Loving in your... Well, before we break it down to self-love, I think a lot of the times we're in our 20s, we often enter into tr transitional relationships that we think are permanent. And often we get so caught up in, you know, recovering from exiting out of a relationship that we thought was the one or we believed was this is it, you know. But then we realize that we've grown or that this person has grown or the relationship no longer suits you. So loving is is being able to connect on a different a different level that allows you to say, hey, here are my flaws care of my perfections this is me it's still in the works mm. what are we gonna do <laughs> mm. you know what do you really where do you want to go from here is it is it okay do you accept it is it is it fine okay cool so this is how i love me love me as such and i think that's a, a lot of times there's a disconnect between the between the two as far as like loving someone and and loving yourself it should just be a mirror a mirror feeling, a mirror energy, something that's given out. Mm. It should be just completely universal. The same way I would love me needs to be the same way I would love you or love her or love this bed. It's just a universal feeling. It's a it's a comfort. It's a it's a safe haven. It's it's you accepting yourself, the vulnerability you're willing to reach with someone, the level of vulnerability you're willing to reach with yourself and also how how far you are willing to exert your energy to be reciprocated and understood and who was the perfect person to be able to see it mm. so this the old golden rule was a little bit deeper than what we thought huh in kindergarten you know in the sense of yeah. being people how to be treated <laughs> Um, it just I just thought of that, but that's that's deep and that's heavy, but it is the truth. And I think you hit it right on the head. Um, I think we we see that a lot. We see people who are changing, and I think you have people who change faster than others. And I think that is in your twenties is when you're at a stage of kind of um, you're feeling a little bit more invincible. There's less things that are in your way now. 
you know, when you're a child and you have this puppy love, this very, you know, innocent, new found, you know, infatuation to someone of your age or a little bit older than you um, or vice versa. I think it's really easy to be very into it because you know you have this, you know you're young and it's and it's something that you're kind of like unconsciously aware of because you feel like you can last forever, you know? And you go at you go at it and so, you go at it so hard, you go at it so differently. And it really doesn't matter until the time starts to feel a little bit different, you know? You have, that's why I feel like you have so many people who find high school sweethearts and make it for a very long time because that's where the mindset is, but then you have people who kind of get together, you know, senior year in high school, and then that, that mind kind of shifts. They, they think, oh, well, you know, I only got that much time. Be, I'm, I don't know where I'm gonna be going. I might be going away. I might not see you in a minute. So do we really need to get this serious? And then you have right. the hodgepodge of ideals and mindsets that go into college, because everyone goes into college a really interesting you know, version of themselves. They may not come out that same version, but they go in definitely very interesting. They can, you know, because they're coming in with a lot of their old flaws they may or may not have dealt with. They may be coming in to college in a relationship, maybe coming in fresh and single because they felt like, let me get out of something um, before I, you know, so I can be free and do whatever. And they might have said to themselves, well, I'm not going to get that deep with nobody. I'm going to be cool. I ain't going to let nobody in like that. And. <laughs> And of course, we all know that it's not going to happen, you know, and I thought I find it real interesting. And one thing that I've said to a lot of my own, uh, a lot of my other friends, too, is that black love mm. is something that's different than any other type of love. And anyone who's listening who may not be black, do not turn this down. Do not turn this off. This is still for you, too. I want you to listen and hear this good because. Yeah. Uh, I want you to understand why there's a uh, there's this kind of interesting connection because when you're talking about black love, black love has been one of just black union in general has been one of the only things in history that has directly been targeted from a systematic situation. I'm on my soapbox now, and where there because in every other race there is no such thing as you don't hear people say white love and yellow love and all these different things why are we specifically you know why did we create this phrase because it it, it became a a very rare commodity mm. that we don't see as often and or the versions of it that we see are very few far and in between you have people who really never get to see examples of it in their own family so they reach for that in their own lives you have people who may never see that because they just are around a lot of dysfunction they have a lot of relatives a lot of cousins <laughs> you know grandma and granddaddy ain't never even been married and like truly loved, <laughs> truly like you know commit stay committed to each other it was just it was just what you did back in the day so yeah. it's something that we all rom romanticize in a very very large way in our own you know, separate ways. It's definitely goals. We all want that black love because it's so damn different. And I think it's for a separate reason. You tell me what you think first. My first reason is I first think that black women specifically have a very interesting, you know, uh, kind of like position in society now because black women are now, you know, the most educated demographic not only are they the most educated demographic when you're talking about 
the other side of it, you know, you have a lot of them who have had to strategically think about how they want their family to be because they may not, they may be a little bit impoverished. They might be still trying to figure it out. So they had to go, you know, get a little welfare, get on them food stamps. But you know what the government told them? We better not find no man at that house. Mm. And so you, it's an interesting thing because both of these women have one thing in common. If they have, even though they may have different bank accounts, they both don't have men. Yeah. And that's interesting to me. It's like you have the woman who, or at least don't have men present, I'll say. Or the men that they want to have present, or the presence of that real true male presence that they desire, they don't have. And I think that's really, really, really interesting. But you tell me what you that think. That is. Do you think, do, have you noticed that too? What, that black love exists? Oh, not just black love is, exists, but first, is it? do you find it to be different as well? Oh, absolutely. Let's look into the, the demographics of it, all right? Mm-hmm. So, and we can even take it to, to social media and present day issues that we're facing with with black love. Mm-hmm. So you have, you have people that enter into the media and they say things, you know, specifying their black love. Oh, I don't want to date anybody my skin complexion or, oh, I like light skinned men, light skinned women, light this, dark this, she's pretty for a dark. You know, these things and we... We hear these things, we're exposed to these things, but we never sit back and think to ourselves, what is black love for me? Yeah. And when you when you break it down, and, and anything that I say thus forward is not to discredit interracial re- uh, relationships or suggest that I don't believe anyone should date outside their race. Maybe. But ask yourself, would you rather enter a relationship with someone and they understand you because from an, a societal point, I understand you. As a black woman, I'm oppressed. As a black man, you're, in a, you're oppressed. So here we are. Do you want to be understood and motivated or do you want to be pacified and suppressed? Mm-hmm. And I don't think people realize that's something you can experience because you have people that go out their way and say, oh, well, I want to date a white woman because she's easy. A black woman has a lot of attitude. Well... You're someone that wants to be pacified. Like mm-hmm. you want someone that's that's easy to push over, that they don't have to respond when they listen to you. They just have to listen. You don't want someone that tells you, "Okay, I see where you're coming from, but this is a, a, an alternative way you can go about this situation, or here's a way of of looking at it, or looking at yourself." Black love is understanding that a force to be reckoned with exists. That motivation exists inspiration exists you know it's it's a different type of correlation between understanding somebody because here here you are self-love when you meet somebody that's also self-love given the circumstances are at this level and they're they're now at their purest state they've allowed themselves to be to know what they want know what they want to produce know what they want out of a relationship know what the extent of the relationship they wanted to go but they're they're acquiring they're acquiring your help to achieve a different level of self-love because you might have the missing pieces you might be someone that i'm willing to sacrifice for or someone i'm willing to grow from or someone i'm willing to allow to see the nooks and crannies of everything that everybody else can't see but you'll love me and it'll be amazing because what we will demonstrate as far as support for one another and love for one another 
it would influence everybody else to, to maintain the same type of of love. Because if you see black love and you see like, hey, they might be, might be, you might be the perfect twin flame relationship. And everybody's like, wow. It's like experiencing, you know, it's like watching a love affair happen between friends and you can't explain it, but it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And that's something you want. So you're going to ask, you're going to inquire about it. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be like, how is this working between the two of you? And you can come out and say self-love. They're going to be like, hold up. What's that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> how can I get there? Yep. And you're, and you're going to have to tell them. You're going to have to isolate. You're going to have to dig. You're going to have to cry. You're going to have to hurt. But you're going to have to know that everything that you've been through or what you're going to go through isn't going to break you. It's going to make you understand life and really getting down to the simplicity of life. So black love for me leads to the simplicity of life. Mm. Mm, I need to put a little, little, little clap, little clap right there. <laughs> Oh my God, you, you said so much, but you're so right. You're so, so right. And I think the that self-love and black love are very, very, have this really interesting connection with each other because to love, your, to love yourself as a black individual makes you have a strong affinity for someone who shares that, you know, you know that, that same makeup as you. And... Mm -hmm. And like as you said, you know, as you pre you know preface that, you know, this is not, uh, you know, invalidating the love of people who date outside their race, but I think just like when we talk about, you know, when we shame people who have this very all lives matters mentality, is that everyone else is out here loving whoever the motherfucker they want to love that looks just like them. You understand? <laughs> yeah. And it's it is not chastised. It's not none of that. It's not seen as something that they need to be more open, whatever, whatever. There's literally apps for if you are Jewish, there are literally apps called like Jew date and J date and all these different things because they specifically want you to date someone of a certain religion or in culture. Mm -hmm. And I think that isn't wrong. They have their own reasons. And I believe if that's your specific, you know, kind of foundational preference, then that's you. And for me, I think I'm a pretty, you know, I'm saying open book, but for my, my track record and also I think just for what I attract the most, I think I'm a very, very black dude. And I think I definitely intimidate people who aren't ready for that. And mm. and the thing about it is that's, that's something that, that comes with me. And you got to be ready for that. You got to be ready for, you know, me being the, the fuck upset about something that I see on the news. Me being very upset about something I see that just may have happened to a person in front of me. Something that may happen to me that you may not understand. You may, under, you may, uh, I want you to understand why I don't want to go back to your parents' house for, for, for dinners and lunches. You pop races and you don't know it. And yeah. I think for me, call it trying to, you know, call it, you know, because everyone's not like that, but me, I don't want to put myself in situations like that. And also, Yes, there are black people who I make cannot stand as well. But there's a, I think for me, there's a lot easier way to kind of traverse that than anything else. Um, but to keep it moving, because I was about to, I was about to go on a tangent. It was about to get it deep. Was about to get I deep, think it's different. That's, that's, that's a different segment. Yeah, I might have to say that for something else, you know. But um, yeah. 
Uh, what was, what was my next question? Uh, um, I feel like this is kind of very interconnected, which was, can you really, because I feel like uh, one thing that I find, you know, interesting when you're in your 20-somethings and you're trying to date is that you're in steady change. You're in steady transition. You're always kind of revolving and rethinking and rebranding yourself and your own image and identity. And I think that has a lot to do with self-love. I think that, you know, as you said, when you start to cry, when you start to recognize, when you start to look in the mirror and see yourself for who you truly are, you then have to make that decision. Are you going to love what you see? Are you going to truly say good, bad, or ugly? I love whatever that is right here. And then make the next decision to do something about whatever you want to change. And I think that is what, you know, self-love really is. If you, It can be, and it's, and it's so, it's on so many different levels from the physical to the inner if you see yourself and you know that you have this extremely terrible attitude and view on life and extra, extremely pessimistic, you now have to love that you are this pessimistic person and then change that. Because you're going to be with you regardless at the end of the day. And you have to love everything that comes out of, you know, how you react to life. So you might look at yourself and be like, oh, damn, I am... I'm gaining weight or I don't like my face right now. I need to be, you know, change a regimen, do something different with my hair. It can be, you know, on surface or it can be very deep as you need it to be because the, the, the goal is to start that process and to keep that being a revolving thing within your everyday life. You need to wake up and see yourself and love what you see and adore that. And, and that is the way that everyone else can do the same thing for you. I honestly can say that the reason why I'm so likable, and yes, I'm tooting my own horn, is because I love me. I love the hell out of me. You can't make me not love the hell out of me. Mm -hmm. Because I know who I am. It's even, people get upset with me even, even when I've, you know, been in relationships and they've argued with me and they see that they're really not getting the, the best out of me. It's because it's kind of hard to convince me to see myself to do whatever you're saying that's happening. And I'm very aware of myself. It's like you might be you like, look, I will consider what you're saying, but that ain't me, baby. You know what I'm saying? I understand you heard me. We're going to work that out. But what I'm not is what you're saying right here. Because mm. I know me too well. And let's really interpret why I can tell you exactly why I felt and did exactly what I did. And don't read any past, anything past it because I'm telling you the truth. I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. I'm not trying to give you some bullshit ass. I'm trying to give it to you straight up because that's what it is. It's not something to decode. It's something to hear, listen, and take in. And it's simple as that. But I feel like we change so much. So can we really become content with love when every day you become a new person? Or you might stay the same person. You just... Whatever it is, can you truly become content with love? And I, I feel like I kept it open because I wanted to see exactly what you where you would go with it. <laughs> I didn't want to say self love of yourself or love of other people. Just tell me what came to mind first. Um, it's a, whew, <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it's a hit or miss type of of comfort you have to get with that. Mm -hmm. Because you have to keep in mind that as you're constantly evolving and and maybe it isn't to 
you know, God forbid it isn't, but maybe you're evolving. You're not evolving to obtain self-love, right? Maybe you just want to, you're evolving right now for self-understanding. You haven't gotten the self-love. So if you don't don't understand yourself and, and what you expect out of a relationship, what you want out of a, a relationship or anything, a situationship, a friendship, whatever the means might be, Content is 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 a very uh, controversial word mm-hmm. to use mm-hmm. for love because love is so universal and you can love in so many ways. Mm-hmm. You can I can have love for you, be in love with you. I love you. You can love in different ways. Loving is is about understanding understanding just exactly how impactful the words coming out of your mouth is to the person you're saying it to. Mm. And if you don't comprehend that for yourself, how can you expect the person you're looking in the eyes and saying it to, to understand? So I don't think you can be content with love while you're growing. And that's okay. I don't think it should be something anyone's scared of or afraid of because in the, like, at the end of the day, you just you have to get yourself to the place where you're where you are happy with the person you are alone with. And that's yourself. If you're if you're happy with if you love your company, like, oh, I don't have to be with anybody. I like I like hanging with me. I think I'm cool. I'm pretty chill. Real funny when I want to be. If you can get to that place and everything else is just going to begin to reciprocate. And it's all about the end, the type of energy you give into the universe. If I'm giving if I'm giving off these misconceptions and this misunderstanding and this lack of of consistency with myself, mm-hmm. that's what's gonna be that's what's gonna be produced in in the environment that's around True. me with the people at work, at school, you know, at the grocery store, wherever I am. It's just because that's the type of energy that I'm attracting to myself because that's what I'm giving off and that's what I'm content with. That's what I'm comfortable with. I don't want that type of shit. Mm-hmm. So, so what you do is you get it right. You get yourself right. Like a lot of things can't operate if you if you really identify your importance in in any type of situation and how it operates. You'll understand exactly how vital you are. You'll also be able to identify your service to this to the society and to humanity, and then you can make the decision right then and right there. Am I content? Or am I willing to keep this going, to keep growing, to keep to keep going to this endless mountain that I don't know is at the top? Or maybe I'll never reach the top. Maybe there isn't a top. Maybe I'm just supposed to just keep going. But you have to be willing. I think you, it's not about being content with love. It's about being willing with love. Mm. You have to be willing to do a lot with love. So, follow up. <laughs> Because we, we all, I feel like everyone gets to a point to where they, you know, become very focused with themselves, and in some of those, you know, a lot of those moments, they're what they're practicing is their own versions of self-love. And as us being humans, can you? Do you think you can date while this process is happening? Because it does, it doesn't stop. We're humans, so we're forever growing to the day that we die. And. Mm. So, especially within your 20-somethings, when you're in this phase of growing, because it's very, 
So very, just a very large amount of growth happens in this stage. It's a lot of things that can occur. There's a lot of expectations put on these years as well when you're in your 20-somethings. Can you date while trying to grow, trying to, you know, figure these things out? You've, you've you know, definitely have kind of discovered this sense of self-love and know the ways of, you know, loving yourself, but now you're consistently changing because you have new experiences. You're getting older. You are getting into new experiences when it comes to externally with your career or the lack thereof. You know, you may be going through certain life changes and certain adult things that are very, very real that no one told you about. <laughs> <laughs> no one. No one had a manual for this shit. No one told you about some of this shit. And you have been kind of shook to your foundation to a sense. But, <laughs> yes. But in the midst of all this, one thing that I feel like that persists is that we have this very lingering desire to be bound or connected to a person in a very intimate and romantic way. So I say, can you date while you're in this phase of your 20-somethings? Like, can you have something seriously and seriously date while you're trying to grow like that? While you're trying to change and do better and practice extreme, absolute self-love? This is a very... Uh... <laughs> It's a very interesting answer to provide just because I've been on both sides of the answer I'm about to give. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be very, very, it, it's a good reason. Can you? Yes. Should you? No. I honestly think in your 20s, you should just be free. <laughs> and hear me out. This is, this is why I say it. So, you're, you come into, to, a lot of um so you're familiar with the phrase when people say you know your 20s are your selfish years mm -hmm. you know i think in between the dialect of that being passed down from generation to generation there was a miscommunication where it's not selfish it's self-ish like you're you're selfish you're you're entering into a space where you have to decide on your understanding between being self-centered and making decisions that are centered around the self. Mm. And when I say this, I mean self-love. So it might go over their heads right there. Get that through. <laughs> it might go over You in, in your 20s, you enter a state of, of trying to understand and get a grasp on understanding the difference between being self-centered and making decisions that are centered around the self. Mm. Self-love, self-understanding, self-worth, self-employment, self-values, self-righteousness. Self-esteem. Self-esteem, all of these things, you know. In your 20s, you are trying to get there. And what's there, you don't know. But it's okay. I mean, yes, if, you know, I'm 22 now. I was 20 and you claim your baggage, but I'm 22 now. <laughs> and a lot of things have, have transpired in between there. You know, in my 20s, I did find my soulmate. And he and I, we're good friends now. We will never be in a relationship. But he, I understand what he did for me. And he understands what I did for him. And we're good. You know, we've, we've transitioned over to our next relationships after one another. And a lot of lessons that we've learned from one another, 
is very implicated in our relationships. He's in a solid relationship right now, and I love it. I support it to the fullest because it's beautiful. I know where he's been and where he's at now, and it's the most beautiful thing to, to, to experience. And here I am on the other side, and I'm the person that's decided that I'm not going to be in a relationship for the remainder of my 20s. I'm that person that's decided that I'm no longer lusting after transitional relationships. Mm -hmm. And in my journey, I've realized that that's all I've been in. You know, my last relationship was when I was 18. That was four years ago. You know, that was a long time ago. And in between then, then, now, and now is that I've just been in a lot of situationships and transitional relationships where I did find myself loving this person. I wasn't with them. Like they weren't mine. You know, we never gave into titles, but it was understood that this was a monogamous, this was monogamous. Wow. <laughs> this was a, a one-on-one -on -one relationship and we were going to, you know, you don't go into a relationship thinking you're going to grow together. You just, it's just something that occurs. And I think where people have their misconception is that sometimes if you continue to allow yourself to enter relationships, thinking that that's what life is about is acquiring that spouse, having kids, you know, giving into the taxpayer rent. You know, it's life is bigger than that. Mm. It's so much beyond that. Because once you're able to, to get to the root of you, you understand now what you expect out of others. Mm. And, you know, remember in the last podcast we did, I had stated that, you know, expectations elude disappointment. But in all actuality, you're really just upset with yourself because you put so much expectations on somebody else. Mm -hmm. It's not that they didn't meet your expectation. It's really just like, why would I think that? Of you? Why would I think so highly of you? It's just because you're expecting them to be on the same level that you are. Mm -hmm. And as I trickle down to the reason why I said that you shouldn't, it's because a lot of times it's just not you that's on the self-love journey. There's a lot of people that are. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, you're in such a evolving atmosphere that it's kind of hard to catch people on the same clock. You know, some people, people move at a different pace. Their timing is different. Their speed is different. And it's oftentimes hard to find somebody whose clock is ticking at the same beat as yours. Mm. Often when we enter relationships, we're either we're either submitting and speeding up, speeding up or slowing down our time. Because you have somebody whom you're attracted to. You might have it might be that you genuinely accept them for who they are right now. Or you might be the person that is falling in love with the, their potential. But it's like, do you decide to slow yourself down so you can encourage them to speed the fuck up? Or do you accept who this person is and just hope that they don't get complacent in this, in this, in this relationship? And that you are both able to keep moving individually, but now together. Does that make sense? That's why I said you can, but you shouldn't. Mm. Because it, it, it kind of does a disservice for both parties because if I slow myself down, you no longer have anything to look up to. And if I require ooh, you to... Ooh, you just said something. Ooh, you just said something. <laughs> ooh, you just said something. But finish your point. I, I, definitely, I definitely know what I want to say though. Okay. You know, so you have that. So do you no longer have anything to look up to? And if 
And if I speed up and then I, I encourage you to speed up, am I am I pressuring you? Am I showing a, a type of disconnect with the person that I, I was originally attracted to? Or am I requiring too much for you? Is it becoming a hassle? Like these are things, these are subconscious questions people don't ask when they're in a relationship. And it's because we don't notice we're doing it is because we're falling into temptation with life privileges. Being in a relationship is a life privilege. Because even though I was born a twin, I really came into this world by myself. Yeah. But the li a life privilege of being in a relationship, being stimulated mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, is all a life privilege. So we have to remind ourselves to bring it back in and fix, fix what's in there. Because you've been through some things. You've seen some things. You've allowed people in who have taken advantage of you. Mm. Don't do that to somebody else. So just spend your 20s figuring it out. Figuring out life. Figuring out your life. Reconnecting with your family. Reconnecting with yourself. Reconnecting with your respected higher deity. And get your shit together. Like, get it together. Like, your 20s, get it together. Because by the time you, you hit 26, 27, then you can put yourself out there and start looking for the same person that waited and they wait. I'm not saying that you need to wait, but there's somebody out there that wanted to make sure they had their shit together before they came to you too. Because you never know who path you're going to cross over and how you're going to affect that person. Mm. And that ties a lot into leaving people in spiritual debris. You know, they're sitting there and they got this fog in front of them because they just had a bombshell drop on them. Whether it's yeah, your baby mama, your baby daddy, you're cheating, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. unhappy, you're fighting a lot, the sex is terrible, whatever it is, you're in this spiritual degrees, this fog that is keeping you from looking in the mirror, and now you have to go through this fog, and you're, you're weaving through all the shit you've been through, the lessons that were there, and then you come out, and you're, you're panting, and you're like, oh, damn, that was a good one, mm. but you think you're, you came out better. So now you want to enter into another relationship. And it just starts a perpetual cycle. And it's, it's sickening because now you've allowed yourself to think that being in a relationship is the only way you can grow as a person. And it's not. You can grow alone. You can sit in isolation. Dig through your baggage, your life, your, your relationships, your friendships. And be like, okay, I see the pattern. Let's change it up real quick. I think, uh, man, this is something right here. This is hell of an uh, episode already, girl. <laughs> um, I'm going to be very candid right now. Be very, very real with everyone who's listening. And especially you, V, because you said something that, like, definitely brought, like, so many thoughts to my head. But you mentioned specifically kind of slowing yourself down. Um, I moved to Chicago not too, you know, almost almost two years ago. This in this August, so next month will be two years I've been here. And I think uh, for the people that have, you know, that close to me and that know that I, you know, I left and why I left, I definitely left with uh, love on my mind. And. 
uh, as time has passed and after so many, you know, months and, and things and experiences and things like that, um, that situation ended. And it has been a very, very interesting journey, very, very interesting time. And I think the reason why I was so uh, very intricately uh, wrote this outline the way I did, because I think it was a self, it was a way to self-express, but also a way to get these things out because I feel like I'm finally ready to. And, and I think in the midst of it, I think I almost got a little anxious but you, you said so many things that I feel like I can relate to in so many different ways. Because I definitely have been the champion of, you know, I love me, I know me, and I love loving. And I, that shit is a drug that I, that I love to, to, to get all of the hits on. And I know I was born with my, you know, my heart on my sleeves. And also, one thing that I have a extreme, extreme talent and gift for is expediting love. Mm. And when I say when I say expediting love, I mean that you might meet me, and you just think that you just met this guy that you're attracted to, and you may think of a lot of things, or better yet, you may contemplate the imagining the, the imagery of me. And once you get a feel for me, it's like, oh yeah, he kind of you know hubby material. He'd probably be a good mm -hmm. friend. He's a healthy snack. Healthy snack, right? And healthy. you may think in your mind, comparative to every other situation where you may have felt like this, because it's not like it's a, a very uh, rare feeling. You might feel like this about a lot of men that you see on the day to day. But the thing with me is you might actually get a piece of it. Mm. And I didn't realize that's something I could do. I didn't realize it's something mm -hmm. that I intentionally did until very you know this this current this this last current moment honestly my last the last three times i've been very 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 extremely engaged and in love and just had so much so many different feelings for you know these three different experiences with these three different women i realized in each and every one of them it's been a different situation you know you have one that was she she definitely she was all in and I wasn't. Then you have another that was was with it. Definitely slowed herself down. She at, at, a, at it was moments in my mind where I almost contemplated, damn, this chick might be out of my league type shit, but I gotta do. <laughs> yeah. Very, very about herself, very about getting things done. She was celibate before she met before she met me. All these different things. And trust me, all those things changed. And it took, you know, so it took a conversation I had with my best friend, Juwanza, to kind of break it down to me and say that, you know, she was feeling some type of way and she was talking about you. And I had to stop you and be like, hold on, you ain't about to just talk about my bro like this. Like you wasn't loving that man. Like he didn't make you mm -hmm. slow down and enjoy life for a second because you was just moving so fast, not, not living. You was just moving, trying to go to this external goal. You really forgot about that heart that you got. And he reminded mm. you that you got one. He reminds you that you can love too. And I think I have a really interesting knack for doing that, you know, for meeting women and definitely showing them this is something that you can do. Definitely showing them that, oh, all the misconceptions that you may have had about some man or men in general, I'm gonna disprove them in this time that we're together, trust me. And 
has that given me any type of advantage? No, because love don't work like that. People don't work like that, especially at the age that we're at, because there is an intangible that we cannot control. And that's growth. That's the constant aging of, of time and ourselves. And when that thing happens, you now have to adjust and realize, is this where you want to be? Is this where you want? And that was essential kind of, you know, the, 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 the essential meanings and reasonings for why I'm in my, my, my current new status of being single, because it was a kind of like a self, kind of like a self analyzing moment where it's like, do you really want to be in that? And I think you, you did, you did say something very major. And I think I've always been the person who has been very, very bent up on loving and loving very, very explicitly. And so, and, and habitually, like never fuck a break type shit, you know, because I think that was my comfort place. And mm. I was definitely, I definitely, um, one thing that comes with my type of self-love was a sense of, you know, self-affirmation that I feel like I do on a consistent basis, you know, and I think you have to draw back and look at all those, all those different, uh, preventative measures on your self-esteem. You know, for some people, it may be, you know, sayings on the wall in their, in their room. It may be, you know, reminders, little note cards. It may be a screensaver on your phone or something beautiful, a picture of you or the goal that you have or, or where you want to be. For me, it's my whole, like, brand and identity for the past, honestly, since I was probably about 15 years old. So damn near 10 years, I feel like I've had this, this you know, ideal of, you know, of being, you know, king, that always reassured me, always made me feel very complete. And I think because of that, you know, type of completion that I put onto myself, I think it's what made me date so aggressively and made me love so aggressively. And what I got shown, and I think the reason why I liked it too, because I am very, 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 uh, addicted to growth i'm addicted to getting better and i think that's how i'm able to be these be that person for all these different women that i've dated in my lifetime because i always make sure i have this very not a drastic transformation but i definitely bring in the lessons of the past into this new one so they're getting a freshly they're getting a fresh new riding every damn time fresh out the pack you feel me and i think because of this, you know, mindset and this very, you know, constant affirmation that I put onto myself, it has brought me to a place now to where I finally contemplated was that something that I used or did I use wisely or did I create this kind of invisible uh, blindness to myself? And, um, and I definitely, you know, have gotten to the point to where I feel like you know, that's actually what I desire. Like I desire a break now. And I think it took me going through that much heartache and that much, that specific experience and, and going so fully in it and committing myself to the, to the highest degree that it took me seeing that you, you don't let, you don't let go of you. You know, you really, you really, like how much are you really truly noticing about yourself? And I think it was a, it had to be a series of things. It had to be a lot for me to see because I think that's how much I've built up. 
and it took me a very it took it took me leaving being in a new location being having this new love having this extremely amazing woman who is still an amazing woman and also being in the state of you know accomplish something very grand but then having the whole world to look ahead of me now being very confused about which way is left and which way is right and where do I hell I need to go in a career and not really knowing having this self-doubt it was a combination of things that got me to this point and I think the separation and that change of heart is what was the kind of the cherry on top that you like Rodney need to uh, let go and you know stop holding on and truly look at you and work on you and sit in it and understand understand those flaws that you you brought into it that you dressed up to be something that you felt like were your advantages or something that you may have uh just misinterpreted you now have to deal with those things because you're aware of those things now because they contributed to so many different things and they can't they can continue to contribute if you don't recognize them and do something about them and so it was really powerful that you said that and i think i really had to share that with the people because it's kind of like i think all of my topics and things i talk about always you know are very personal to me too or just personal opinions even. But I think this one specifically is probably one of the most, one of the most, most, most uh, personal and just extremely intimate things that, in, in, intimate episodes I'm probably gonna have until I have the next one. <laughs> For now, to, to, year to date, this is where I'm at right now. And uh, I'm glad because I'm in a really, really, really better place than what I was you know months ago a week ago yesterday all these different things for so many things happened I feel like so many things are falling into place for me for my own self-esteem and just you know reaffirming who the hell I am and where my where my worth comes from and now I have this whole new challenge of figuring out you know myself in a new way and not only in a new way but in a strange place so I'm always constantly in this place of you know of change right now because I'm in a place I don't understand. I'm in a place that I always question. I'm in a place that I'm uncomfortable. And, and that's figuratively, literally, and emotionally. So it's this, I just tweeted that, you know, I'm, I'm you know, re, you know, relearning things about myself and learning new things about myself. And I'm in this real interesting place of anxiety and excitement. Like I'm happy because I know I'm about to like, be the shit once I come out of this, you know? But I'm scared as hell because I'm because I'm in it and I don't know what to expect. You know, and that's cool. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Because that's called I already have my, you know, motto. I already have my mantra that I'm gonna keep in mind. And that is I told Jawanza this when I was on the phone. I had to share this with him when I had to when I had when it came to me. And that was we always say we wanna, you know, we gotta just get through something. We just going we going through something right now. Yeah. When it gets hard, and that's what happens a lot when you're, you know, in this, you know, when you're aggressively and consciously thinking about self-love, which is going through any type of transition, it's we always say we just got to go through this. Well, I say we have to grow through this because you got to come out, you got to come out on the other side a whole new person. You got to come out on the other side brand new. You got to have that as the mindset going into it. Progression is always the key. 
you got to be different. You got to be different in every single stage. You got to be different in the middle of it, in the end of it. None of these things are the same. You went in a wreck and came out just a, just a beautiful, polished ass car. And I think that's <laughs> that's my motto, and that's how I'm thinking of it, and that's where I want everyone who's listening to be at. Because if you're in that state, if you're in this phase, because I know a lot of people have been f- feeling like they've been drawn to this podcast, you know, and then I believe in serendipity. I believe in, you know, you know, signs of the universe. And trust me, listen and also press subscribe so you don't miss nothing and, <laughs> and keep this going. But to keep it moving to our last point. um, So. Cause I, we said so much, girl. Let me, let me, let me make sure. I feel like let me make sure we didn't say something that we already didn't say. Uh, I feel like no, I ain't got to touch on that part. Okay, yeah. Last thing I want to say is, um, and I want to ask you this. My last question is, we are steadily growing. Like I said, we don't ever really stop growing. We really don't ever stop changing. We both agree that in our twenty somethings, it's a very interesting time. Because it's one of the times where it's very drastic and I think it's a very new experience for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when you're 50, you're 50. You feel me? It ain't... Growing in your 50 ain't the same as growing in your 20s. You feel me? You you yeah. just... When you're 50, you can go back 10 years and you were still in a very similar situation. <laughs> you feel me? And from, from a lot... In a lot of different ways. Like your children probably were still very old and out the house. You probably were still... Had your own shit. You probably were very well in, you know, in your career or coming or planning to get out of it, one or the other. But in your twenties, you literally are still seen as your, you know, your 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 parents' babies. You know what I'm saying? You still seen as a youngster. You know what I'm saying? I feel like everybody gonna be called a baby until you about 35, and then people, everybody call you baby after that, probably like 70 and up. But um, yeah. that's at least what I see. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I've been called baby since I was a baby. Hell. Still get it to this day, and I just turned 24. I'm never gonna be old or of age to anyone. And uh, anyway. <laughs> but I, I want to know <laughs> when you're growing with a person, because there is, because like you said, you know, you suggest for the people, you know, yes, you can, but should you, uh, you know, date in your 20-somethings? <laughs> when that time comes for when you're ready, when you feel like that's time, you know, time to, you know. Put, make yourself emotionally available for someone to come in and you know and and treat you how you want to be treated you know you've polished and cultivated this self-love for yourself you have a lot now and you hope that you find that one person who can give you exactly that same treatment to yourself tell me what how do you feel like people what do you feel like it would be like for you to grow with a person Um. <laughs> Repeat the question. When you're when you're in I, your, I, I want you to. This is a projection. This is predictions right here. Okay. Okay. When you're in that, okay. when you're in that phase of being ready, and you've already have cultivated all this self love for yourself, you're ready. What do you think it will be like to grow with that someone or some somebody? It's a whole bunch. When you're ready, okay. Is so, so how, how basically do you think, how do you think that would be because you will still be growing, you'll still be changing. It won't be as okay. drastic as in twenty somethings. But tell me, how do you think you will be? How do you think it will be? So, when I'm ready to 
So basically you're asking, when will you be ready to open self-love and submit love to someone else, basically? You, 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 can, you can take it as that. I'll take that. I'll take that. Okay. I'll take that. Okay. Um, I think it'll be something that will occur naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, I, always, I always tell people, like, when you're engaging in a relationship with someone, they should never make you nervous or anxious. You should never have those associated feelings. You really honestly shouldn't even have butterflies. Like, if someone is meant to connect with you like that, you shouldn't have butterflies. Because that's, you're anxious. You're either, you know, feeling like you're, like you said, that that person's out of your league. Or you're not enough. Or maybe you, you're tempted on how they'll see you. Maybe you're not ready for them to see you without makeup. See you dressed down, you know. It should never be like that. And I feel like for me personally, just because I'm, I'm newly entering into this, this submission to myself, you know, this has only been something that I've been working on for the past three months, but it's been nothing but a very beautiful and blissful transition that whoever the fuck I might be at the end of this, I have no idea, but I'm loving it because it's requiring me to to stop speaking and just listen you know because for the sake of this conversation say god god speaks to people speaks to situations speaks to the environment that's around you and it'll tell you where you need to be going who needs to be around you and honestly when you're ready for new beginnings Mm -hmm. and i i think when i do find myself ready you know like hey i'm emotionally stable enough to be accessible to then be submissive emotionally submissive to someone and i think people use you know use that term very loosely but i'm not like you have to emotionally submit to someone because you're allowing them full access to everything that you're connected to and it's okay you but i think i'll know when I feel like there's a lot of things, you know, people have, I believe I have a way of knowing when there's an, I've done all I can for myself in this time at this moment. And there's somebody who knows more than I do that can help me get over this, this new life block or obstacle. Mm -hmm. And when I'm facing this obstacle, I can decide whether I believe I can do it by myself or I can do it with the help of someone else. But it isn't that I'm, you know, pre-mentally entering into this relationship, believing that this is going to help me grow and be a better person and on to the next relationship. Absolutely not. It's if you thoroughly understand the content of relationships, you know that you'll forever be growing. And it doesn't matter if it's at the expense of someone else or the words of someone else. But it's are you willing to let this person be able to find home? your life and be able to experience what you're going through because you might not walk the same distance or walk the same path but it's okay because I will love you unconditionally I will do my best to provide for you unconditionally be there for you unconditionally love your world unconditionally the people that's in it the job you work where you're from your family Like this is this is something I'm willing to expose myself to. So be gentle with me because I've been through something. Mm. So don't don't bring me into your world if you know it's toxic for somebody like me. You, it's just like you can't take a battered person 
and put them into a domestic environment don't work like that. That's true. If you know that, if you know I was in an abusive relationship, whether it was verbally, emotionally, or physically, why would you bring me around you and you can't even talk to your mother with respect? Mm. That's like, hmm. And that, it's and just, that's, I think that's very key. I think that's very key because uh, for everyone, for everyone who's listening, you know, I definitely want y'all to, you know, play this. You can pause it, replay it, do all the things with you because this is one of them this is one of them. That's all I can say. It's one of them. <laughs> and uh, I've definitely treated this almost, you know, as therapy. And I really, really, really appreciate you. I do too. <laughs> I really appreciate you. But my, my final words, all in all, is, you know, uh, loving in your 20-somethings is something that's complicated. Loving in your 20-somethings is something that you're going to definitely feel and want to do and want to act on. And I say... Don't deter those things. You may need lessons from those things, but also be mindful of where you are. And definitely if you if your first mind says that this is something that you don't need to do, listen to yourself. You know, and if you feel like you're missing out on something, cool. That's just a feeling that you're gonna have for the time being. Because if deep down in your intuition is telling you to let it to allow that to go ahead and pass, to pass that off to whoever else may be ready for something like that and stick to where you feel. Stick to your guns. Don't shake, don't move because somebody else tells you to. You ain't gotta listen to your parents, you ain't gotta listen to your friends. You ain't gotta look at your friends and see that them all having children and getting married and see yourself because why? You ain't them, goddamn. Keep staying on the path that you want because it's your path and it's your race and you're the one who's gonna come out in the finish line, win, lose, draw, sweating, or job. Yeah. Um, so love yourself, love yourself, love yourself, and practice those things. Practice those things in multiple ways. Go get them nails done every, every now and then. Pamper yourself, cut your phone off, and have motherfuckers think you out here missing, goddamn, because you out here just trying to be with you right now, then hear everybody up who calls you or whatever, let them know you good. You just doing your own damn thing. Don't not hit your mama up, you feel me? And yeah. call mama. Call mama now. Uh, <laughs> all those things that have been said, definitely really, really listen. Follow V, goddamn. You know what I'm saying? Follow her. You feel me? Cause she <laughs> she she you hear you hear what she coming with and she's coming with some hot and some fire and some desire. She had a beautiful place, and I definitely want you to, you know, understand and get the vibration. So follow V. You still at V Vtopia, right? Yeah, that's me. At Vtopia, <laughs> you can follow her on IG. Do you have any other handles these people, you know, the people need to know about? Um, as of right now, uh, Vtopia would be the best, the best outlet as of right now. Oh. I haven't really tapped tapped into Twitter. Um, I have a Tumblr, Vtopia.tumblr.com. That's more of my. Uh, Central platform, people to visually be able to understand the type of things that I like to speak on. Mm, yes, get all of it. But Soak it all. All up. of it. Get it. Get it all. Yeah, it's there. Everything's there. And um, one of the final things that I would like to leave the audience with is just understand that self-love isn't too far from sacrifice in the dictionary. Mm. And once you understand the two meanings of those, everything in between and outside of it will come into form. Mm. 
Ooh, I feel good. I feel good. I feel good. I feel, I feel great. This is neat. This is needed, girl. This is needed. This is a great. This is probably one of the best ways that I could have ended this week. I tell you now, one of the best ways. Uh, if you don't know, now you know. You can listen to the Simply King podcast everywhere podcasts are available. Like I keep saying to you, I'm trying to work on getting on Spotify because I heard they, they got podcasts and whatnot now and whatnot. So that's trying, I'm trying to get everywhere that you guys are. And I know a lot of y'all got Spotify on that phone. So what's good, Spotify? Um, but you can catch me on Google Play. You can catch me on SoundCloud, uh, the Apple you know, podcast app, Stitcher. You can catch me on TuneIn Radio. I'm a good little bit of everywhere. I'm also a part of a local Chicago uh, network of podcasts called the Second Wind Collective. Shout out to my man, Dan. Uh, he's great. He's brilliant. And I love what he's doing. I'm glad I could be a part. I'm glad I can bring something different to the whole collective. You feel me? Definitely go to the sites and all those things from my website. And you can catch all the different featured features that I've had on other people's uh, podcasts at lifeisking.com. That's where I'm going to have all the things of myself and what I'm doing and what's going on and more to comes and all that good stuff. Keep it up. You feel me? Um, oh, man. I'm just, ooh, I'm just good. I'm just feeling good right now. Uh, thanks, everyone who's been listening, been responding, been hitting me up saying you've this, this was a great episode. Shout out to everyone who's out there doing it. Uh, you know, big shout outs to, you know, my mama, big shout outs to Lena, big shout outs to Jawanza, big shout outs to Janice, to my new Nigerian pal, you know what I'm saying, Adi Khan, uh, Lou, Taylor Crenshaw, Ty Coleman, all of y'all have had, I've had conversations, y'all definitely inspired me to do this episode, and I really love the inspiration, I love that you guys have given me what we have created and curated in today's thing. So I had to go and say your names. Okay. Um, we got to go. We've talked enough. We've said enough. I can't stop. I won't stop. <laughs> Anywho, uh, you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans Simply Being Humans. I'm Rodney Perry. That, that was V. Oh, she was brilliant. And this is Simply King. Love y'all. See y'all next week. I brought a newsletter to let you know I'm really leaving and no, I'm not keeping up Heard you got some new homies, got some new hobbies, even a new Two, maybe she can come help you Maybe she can come lick you After we're done, what's done is done